Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts on it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And Duncan, I'm back. He's back. Alex unexpected. I got the ACDC treatment. Wow, I feel totally fucking honored at this point. Yeah, we're back yeah. to making episodes together. We made up. Yeah, there's a big fight. Alex said that you know my podcast abilities weren't where they were. I had to prove it to him last episode, <laughs> and he said, "Well, good enough." And then now we're yep. back together. So. That's exactly what happened. I told Duncan to go work on it. He trained under a waterfall for two months, um, <laughs> just mostly meditating and talking to himself, doing vocal warm ups, uh, and. Now we're here at it again. We've given it a, a completely new shot, and we're just gonna try and just gonna try and be good this time. We're just you know? gonna try and do the same thing. So. Yeah, we're but better, but better this time. Yeah, but better. So uh, this time, yeah. this time around, we're playing a game called Night in the Woods. You might have Woo! heard of it. You it probably have. Game. It's pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. This game came out on February twenty first of twenty seventeen. It was developed by Infinite Fall Studios, I guess. Uh, I think it's Fall. games. It's Infinite Inf- Fall, but I think it's IF Games is what they It just feels by. weird to say it's sure. developed by Infinite Fall. Yeah, uh, but it's a cool name, though. Yeah. You gotta get credit where credit's due. Alec Holowaka? Hol- Holowaka? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Benson and Bethany Hockenberry. Uh, that, that, that last name sounds like it belongs in Night in the Woods. Okay, you really throw in a lot of vocal effort behind those names. I appreciate it. <laughs> Bethany Hockenberry. Like, just really going for it. Um, when the reality is, it's like, Hockenberry's not a crazy last name. It isn't, but it's a cool last name. I like it. It is cool. It is cool. It is cool. Um, so. Yeah, the game, it's out for Windows, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and it's going to be coming on on iOS and Android. So literally, I think every platform that you could play it on. Uh, and the reason we are hitting it up now is the Switch release of it was not that long ago at this point. Um, yeah. Game came out 2017. I think the Switch release was maybe early 2018, late 2017. And it was on Switch. So it was one of the few games that I had actual access to when I had not yet moved into a place and set up my computer and everything like that. So I played through it and here we are. It also cost 20 smackers. 20 smackers, $19.99 of smackers. Oh, God. So, got to really crunch them pennies, save that well, that penny and you're good to go. Uh before we get into it too much because I do want to I do want to get into it. I think this game's, you know, it's deep, it's juicy, there's a lot to get into. Um I did go ahead and listen to the last episode of our podcast, the Valley episode, Duncan, and I did want to congratulate you on putting out a semi-competent podcast without me, but here's the thing. I did listen to the last few minutes of that podcast and i gave you pretty explicit directions when i <laughs> oh, agreed shit. to not be on that episode which is maybe don't meme the fuck out of my podcast fuck, while i'm gone fuck fuck uh, i thought you wouldn't notice yeah well you did lead with something like oh alex is gonna be so pissed when he hears this <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh what are you gonna I'm do here to, to me? say that that part it's not going to be great, and uh, if I ever do hear another meme on the podcast, I have the password. Uh, I can go ahead and just take it the fuck down, and I will. 
I will delete it and I will hey, guess find what? the now source files. Now you have to edit this shit room. out. Guess what? You have to edit this shit out. I'm bad luck, Brian. Look at me. No, <laughs> uh, that's Big not connect. even a relevant meme. Big connect. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Those ones weren't even good memes. <laughs> they weren't, but I had to shout them as soon as I could. Oh, because... get it out of the way beforehand. I see. Yeah. I see how it is. I see yeah. how it is. Well, so you'd have to edit it out later. But yeah. Well, I appreciate your input, and I just frankly don't give a fuck. So well, moving that's on. about what I expected. I <laughs> wanted to just go ahead and get it out there, um, and maybe just apologize to the audience on behalf of the last few minutes of that episode for how memey it was. Um, and now we can just oh move on and God. be cool. You know, Alex is such a drama queen. I'm not a drama queen. I'm a meme hate hater. I was gonna say meme queen, but that's literally <laughs> the opposite of what I wanted to be. <laughs> Alex, the meme queen. Alright. <laughs> Let's get out of meme territory. I'm I'm We're done with the, memes. I'm putting the the blinders on. No more memes in my vision. Cool. Straightforward. Past- straight ahead to the woods. Straight into those dark, dark woods and where we will spend the night. Um, so we're going to hit you up with that story summary, kind of old school style like we used to do back in the day. Um, we're going to do a pretty short one, though. Uh, and really, I would say if you want to get uh, 100%, you'll, you'll probably have to play the game beforehand. We're going to try and give context for what we talk about. Uh, but it's just it's like a nine hour game. So it's pretty hard to give a full context and it's full a full story summary without it just rambling on for too much of the podcast so bear that in mind uh the game is just so you have a brief idea of what we're talking about here it is a 2d side scroller with um pretty light platforming elements i would say yeah not not really too much you'll jump from rooftop to rooftop uh you know kind of bouncing around and and talking to people and that really is the majority of the game is just talking to people it's very very narrative heavy um there's not you know there are mini games interspersed between um but it for the most part is just running around talking to people and jumping every now and again dialogue Um, options dialogue options kind of throughout not like you know heavy this will affect the you know this choice will change the the course of the game Yeah. yeah just you know how do you want to respond to this person? Um, which is, yeah, it works. Um, and lastly, just so you also are aware, everybody is an animal in this game. There are no people. So it's important to know. They all, yes, they all look like people. They're all dressed like people. They walk on they're two legs animals. like people, but they're animals. They're Bo- it's Bojack Horseman without the, the humans, <laughs> but it doesn't look like that. It's very, like, <laughs> cardboard cutout um, animals, I guess, with big heads. I don't know. If you want to see what it looks like, Google it. It's really hard to describe what it looks like, but I find the style pretty attractive. So, yeah, so go check it out. Um, all right. So, when we start the game, you get a little intro here. You meet the main character, uh, Margaret Borowski, I believe is probably how you would pronounce it, um, referred to for the rest of the game just as May. Um, we meet her as she is coming back from college. We find out she's kind of a college dropout, she was a sophomore. Um, she's rolling back into her hometown of Possum Springs, which is a an old mining town that's kind of been hit hard by a depression. So there's a pretty severe loss of jobs. Um, not really, you know, a lot of people working at retail stores and things like that. Um, when that, you know, big market stores are putting out smaller businesses. Um, very middle America, I would describe it as. So May rolls up into a bus stop. Um, kind of setting the tone for the game immediately it's a darker bus stop you know the lights are all off it's closed and her parents just 
forgot that she was coming home, so nobody picks her up. Um, you do a little light platforming to leave and, and try and get back into town. Um, really, this is mostly just like set pieces. Hey, look at this kind of forest area. Look at this abandoned playground in your own hometown, things like that. Um, until eventually you make it back home. I believe your aunt drives you there because she finds you trespassing and she's a cop. Um, and then you interact with and meet May's parents a little bit, her mom and dad. They apologize for not picking you up. Um, and then that kind of, you know, you wake up, go from there to a new, um, like, supermarket convenience store type place where one of your close friends works. And, you know, you kind of talk about all the changes throughout the town meet up with him, and then you go to band practice for the first time, which is kind of the primary minigame, so you do a little, like, rock band style, hit these buttons at this time, meet um, all of your other friends who are Greg, who is a dog? Fox. Right? Fox, fox, fox. Fox, he's a fox, specifically. Um, Greg, who's a fox, kind of like a punk guy who was your best friend. You meet Angus, who is Greg's boyfriend, who's a bear, who's just kind of, like, a little more stoic, um, really kind, things like that, and then you meet... Um, B, who is a big crocodile or yes. alligator? Crocodile. Yeah, one crocodile. of the and, and she's also got kind of like a like a goth, I don't really care that much sort of vibe. Um, and you guys all jam out together in a band. Um, then you go home for the night, um, go to bed. And then that is like the first chunk, which then brings you into the middle act of the game. So, yeah. So uh, this this middle act of the game is super meaty. This is like the seven hours of the game. So, you know, yeah. a total of nine, we're looking at, or eight, we're looking at seven hours for this whole chunk, and I'm going to go buy it pretty fast. So, you're, as May, you're just waking up, you know, every day and choosing what you're going to do for the day. There's no time constraint on it, but you're just going throughout the town, and every day is a little bit different. So, you know, one day you might go to, uh, on one of your neighbor's roofs, and one of them is stargazing, and you can have a certain conversation on that day. And the main, like, choice about the, your days is who you're going to hang out with through the remainder of it. So you're either going to hang out with Greg, the fox character we mentioned earlier, or B, the alligator girl. Um, so a lot of story elements and what you discover happens here based on who you hang out with. So for me personally, I hung out with B more, and I know Alex had mentioned earlier that he hung out with Greg more. So a lot of things, mm -hmm. you get a lot of different scenes but the story is still driving the same. You're going to go into band practice still every a couple of these days and play some songs about kind of metaphorically what's going on in the story a little bit. And you kind of start having these weird dreams, however, when you go home and go to bed at night. The first one is a total vigilante uh, power power trip where you just like start smashing some cars and some signs and it's all like discolored and like inverted and um you kind of wake up and that's weird you know that was a weird dream and then a couple of the other yeah. ones are more about like finding these four musicians and every time you you know hit up one of the musicians they glow and then their instrument starts playing and then you find four of them and you kind of always come to the central uh larger animal that your dream ends on yeah so usually it eats you huh sorry usually it eats you at the end of the dream too yeah usually it eats you <laughs> <laughs> they're weird fucking dreams man. yeah they're really weird dreams so we kind of get some 
more mystical elements to the story as we proceed. And uh, most mornings, you know, when you wake up, you do talk to your mom. Your mom's kind of prodding you a little bit about why you, you know, why you left school because they had saved up so much for you to go and, uh, you know, and just, they just want to know why, you know, and, and May is having difficulties explaining or really comprehending why. So I won't go too much into details to why she's, she's having these issues because that could go on for hours, but what we do know, weird dreams, and then there is a Ah, uh, there's a Halloween. No, what is the festival? The uh, ah, uh, fuck. There's it's a festival. Fest. Harvest, right? Yeah, harvest. There's a harvest festival, and all of May's friends disperse. They are all hanging out, kind of putting on a a impromptu play because they had a couple missing people, and they all disperse to go do their own individual things. And then you're kind of just left alone, and you're just looking off into the distance and then out of nowhere you see a strange figure pretty much just kidnap somebody and run away so Mm -hmm. you try to catch up with them but your anti-mall cop you know runs into you and may is thoroughly convinced that it was a ghost and she's like you're obviously crazy and sends her back home yeah and that that kind of culminates the end of the middle act, which again can't be understated. A lot happens there. It's like yeah, six hours a lot of character of the game. development. Um, but the loop just keeps happening. So we'll we'll probably talk about specific scenes and vignettes and things like that later on. Um, but once that happens, once the the child gets kidnapped by this um, supposed ghost, according to May, you move on to what really becomes the quote unquote story hook, uh, where. You go on ghost hunts with uh, your friends. Everybody kind of goes with you to a different area where you are trying to find information about ghosts for the most part. This this is all kind of weird because you just are basically like, well, where can we find information about ghosts? And like, <laughs> let's go to the library and then we'll find newspaper clippings and then we'll go to this place, which is like supposedly haunted and we'll go to this graveyard. And it's very much like hearkening back to kids trying to do something that's like, doesn't actually have any grounding in reality and it's it's honestly sort of fun the whole time when you're going through things like that um and you know as you go through these different areas i think angus can take you to uh uh, like a state park b takes you to uh graveyard and um greg takes you to the museum there's like a museum of the history of possum springs and like the mines and stuff and you go to each of those different places and then i don't actually know if this is just based on the order or if it's just when you go to a specific one of them but you you know every time you wake up you start to basically seem a little worse um people will start saying like wow you don't look great and towards the end they're just like wow you look like shit um just really digging into you there and then you just keep having these weird dreams at one point you talk to like a god cat thing which will talk about a little bit more later um until eventually you decide that like hey this thing this ghost this specter is inside my head and i know it's in the woods we got to go into the woods to like find it so you convince all of your friends to go with you onto this kind of trip to you know a night in the woods and you as you are exploring there you keep not really finding anything um, and they keep wanting to turn back and then eventually you make it to the edge of a cliff and looking over the cliff you see just a cult of people in red robes basically 
trying to drag someone into a mine who's like trapped under a rock screaming for help saying that like it wasn't his fault um and then they essentially cut off his leg and you're all watching this from the cliff kind of horrified um and then i think you accidentally kick a rock down the cliff and somebody recognizes you and they chase you you know run away you get a nice little chase scene um until eventually may falls off of the cliff and like hits her head and passes out at the same time that a gunshot barely misses her and then we get a couple of different snap cuts of how people are dealing with May being in the hospital and trying to come to terms with what they saw until eventually, you know, May wakes up, goes back to her friends. She This is the scene where she talks a little bit about why she left college, which we'll actually talk about a little more later. Um, but basically, you get a little more of her past, find out that she's had some pretty severe disassociative episodes. Um, and then still thinks that the specter thing is inside her head. So you, you know, leave, sneak away from all of your friends, even though you're basically like half dead at this point. Um, go back into the woods where you confront the initial cult member ghost person who uh, you saw snatch the child. Um, and you basically say you're going to go fight him and you like limp towards him. And as you do, you see a crossbow bolt like hit him in the arm from behind when Greg was like had followed you and shot him and all of your friends are there. Um, so you chase that guy who then runs away into the mines where all the cult members are. He gets really convoluted, guys. Just stick with us here. Um, <laughs> and you basically meet this cult of people who worship this hole in the ground that they gave a name that I think was like the Black Goat, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it's a Black Goat. Yep, you're right. Yeah, um, which is essentially just the spirit in the ground that talks to them and tells them, you know, when it gets hungry, uh, and essentially they think that it is what is keeping the town alive, more or less. They cite a few things like how the town you know, some, like, foliage and flowers, and they were dying, and they sacrificed a person to it, because that's how they feed it, is they give it to people, um, and then things started to go well, like, things started to grow again, jobs started to come back to the town, and whenever it would get hungry, jobs and things would get worse, so they would just feed it another person, um, so they were essentially giving human sacrifices to this whole, um, very specific about the fact that they only did it with people in the town who didn't seem like they were going to make anything out of their lives, they were very keen on the fact that like oh we're not really doing anything bad because these people weren't going to like do anything for society so really they're just this is the best way they can contribute um you all eventually leave they let you go because they don't you know you guys all have something to contribute so they don't want to sacrifice you um until the initial ghost person uh i forget he has a name this cult member but i forget what his name is he like Call him big follows jim. you up big jim big jim <laughs> <laughs> He follows you up the mine shaft that you guys are leaving. Um, there's a struggle where he tries to grab May and you all kick him and eventually the mine shaft collapses with you guys on the on one side of it and the cult um, assumingly trapped <clears throat> underneath. They don't ever clarify whether or not that is um, and you all sort of escape um, and then based on a couple of the choices in your game, you know, you go to sleep and whoever you hung out with the most, you get a nice little scene with them talking about you know what happened and who those cult people were and whether what you saw was even real um, and kind of no matter what happens the next day you all meet up for band practice and after talking a little bit decide that you know what let's just not think about what happened and let's just play music and then roll credits yeah which is that's it i mean i'll say off the bat 
I really like that end scene. They're just like, you know what? Nah, fuck it. Let's not even think about it, guys. Let's just, it was too weird. Let's just play some fucking songs. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's a good reflection on, like, real problems in the world. And Mm -hmm. my general attitude matching to it sometimes is just like, (laughs) I I just, all this, all this is too much. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play some, some games and uh, just not, not worry about that. Yeah, you ever like look at your bank account for too long and then turn over and load up <laughs> League of Legends? It's it's essentially that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So so I, I do wanna just highlight real quick before we proceed that like um my cause I spend the most time with B, like I said earlier, and you know, that that seven hours hanging out with her, I don't wanna like you know, I think we should each just kinda like just do a quick summary of what happened is uh a lot of it was just for me was her dealing with um with having to work all the time uh cuz her father you know had after her mother passed her father kind of went off and just kind of was lazy all the time so she ends up having to do a lot of the work and she's insanely you know jealous and frustrated about may because she had a, has all these opportunities and she feels like she really squandered them by you know dropping out and coming home so at least for b's story there's a lot of tension between the two friends of you know um i'm i'm you know i'm friends with you but i'm mad at you because of the kind of person you are and uh, that was it was very interesting to watch that unfold and by the end of it they kind of just agree that they are who they are and they went through what they went through and uh there's a lot of spats in between it but um yeah i just kind of wanted to to let that be known as well so what what, what kind of happened hmm. with greg's with, that's, with greg though i just i want to say off the bat that's pretty interesting that's like so i didn't get a majority of those scenes i think i hung out with bay or b b bay <laughs> it's bay fuck <laughs> uh <laughs> a couple of times so i got like you know you probably got the scene where you go to the mall and like you control yeah. the water fountain yeah so i got like that one and one other one and that was really about it um I tried to split my time. I don't think I did a super good job. Uh, and I wonder if maybe I didn't see any of the stories to completion because of that. Though I think I probably did. Um, with Greg, it was a lot of... It was honestly a lot of, like, fun friendship hijinks. You, like, find a bunch of stuff in the woods and, like, put together a robot. Um, not, like, an actual robot, but, like, a trash robot. And you get a fun mini game where you get to, like, choose how to connect the pieces and... Um, you you know, do some crime type stuff. You crimes break a lot of light bulbs. That's kind of where that mini game gets introduced, which you can do continuously. I'm not sure if that's something that you can always yeah. do. Um, but yeah, he throws you fluorescent lights to break, which is like super fun and awesome. And then every once in a while, just, like... he just whips a beer bottle at you. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking really hurts. Um, <laughs> yours and Greg's relationship is great. Uh, the culmination, at least of the storyline that I got, I don't know how far in this is. Um, or if it's all the way, is when you are kind of walking around the woods with Greg and he's talking about, um, you know, him and his Angus's plan to leave Possum Springs as soon as they can get enough money and kind of go and make something of themselves in a different town because they hate it here and talk about how it's just a shitty town and nobody likes it and they're the only two queer people in town and it just really sucks, um, which is understandable. And then there's like a little pause and then he talks like about how he... He gets very, very down on himself in a really sad and uncomfortable way about how, like, 
he feels like Angus is so much better than him and he's a total piece of shit and he just doesn't feel like he deserves him at all. So he has to try really hard, but he also just like can't. Um, and you try and comfort him as best as you can. But it was, it was just a little a little peek into kind of behind the fun exterior of him where like he recognizes that he's not kind of maybe fully grown up in a way and yeah. Angus is and it just really eats at him a lot and that was kind of like I said I'm not 100% certain if that's the end of his story um, did you get the scene where he talks about the sheep tattoo or the yes the donut yeah. wolf scene yeah I think that's yeah yeah I, that one that one I think is just I think you get that no matter what there's a I scene didn't... where you go to like a donut shop oh you didn't get that Mm-mm. I just heard oh about nice it. Yeah, there's a scene where you, Angus, and Greg all go to a donut shop together, um, which is, again, a, a wildly uncomfortable scene because it's a lot of that previous stuff happening in front of you where, like, you are just kind of an awkward third wheel while Angus and Greg argue about the fact that he's not really grown up and, like, that he's just fucking around with you all day and not trying to, like, save a bunch of money to go on their plans and how Angus is mad that he's basically going around, like, committing crimes with you now and he wasn't like this when you were in town um and then you know you kind of all make up in the end after you throw up from eating too many donuts and then (laughs) which is classic may very very good uh and then um greg talks about how he has a tattoo of a sheep because he you know like let when he was younger he was watching a bunch of sheep and he like opened the door and let all the sheep out for reasons that he can't remember or discern, he just sort of did it um, and watched them all run across the street. And there was a highway, and um, some of the sheep stopped before the highway, and a lot of them tried to run across it, and most of them just got hit by trucks. Um, but one made it across, and then, you know, kind of looked at him for a minute and then ran away, and he got a tattoo of that sheep because he wanted to be that sheep and kind of saw possum springs as the cage and how he wants to you know kind of cross that highway and get to the other side and be free and he doesn't feel like he can be free in possum springs um there's a lot of stuff like that in this game that's very um metaphorical or or allegorical um and again without just like saying jumping in too far yeah i just i think most of the time stories like that that are based in character development just really work in this game yeah um yeah so that's yeah that i I do want to talk before we get too much into questions specific stories everything like that i do think this could um more or less affect how we felt about the game this is something that i was kind of interested in and was thinking when i was playing through it um just generally i want to talk about where we were at when we played this game um in a more general sense just like in life because you know, the game is about coming back home, the game is about feeling lost, the game is about growing up or not growing up, and when I played this game, it was when I had moved from the place where I had currently lived back to the area where I grew up, more or less, and then at the time I was unemployed and didn't have my own place, so I just want to keep that in mind going forward that, like, at the time when I played this game, I was at a point in my life where I felt very confused. I had recently moved more or less back home. I felt lost. So, like, a lot of the themes and ideas of this game were in almost direct parallel to what I was going through at the time. And I think that, like, there's no way that didn't color my perception of the game. And I would be really interested to hear kind of, like, how that changes compared to where I was versus where you were when you played through the game. 
Sure. So, um, where I really was in this is, is, I mean, I moved away from my hometown when I was 18. So, I mean, it's been, it's been like five years, I guess. Oh, shit, I just revealed my age. <laughs> no, it's been six years. Fuck. Okay, so it's been six years since don't, I moved don't away from Don't update home. your age if you just revealed it and we're bad. Like, oh, fuck, I just revealed my age. Wait a minute. No, I revealed the wrong age. Let Who me cares? <laughs> Who cares? Anyways, let's cut that shit out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I was, you know, I'm, I'm now 26. It's been so long since I've moved away from, from back from home and stuff like that. And I feel like I really resonate with, you know, even if I didn't talk to Greg, I kind of like, I very much felt that same way of, you know, wanting to cross that road and be somewhere else for one reason or another. And um, just here, like, I didn't even know about that scene beforehand. So hearing about it kind of like already triggers me to be like, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. And then, however, I did like, when I, yeah, no, when I uh, played through B's part of it and everything about the, like, you know, drop or, you know, having someone that's that's going through college and stuff like that and how it's like, well, I'm just fucking working now is uh, is I'm a college dropout because I went to a really bad school. And, uh, you know, I felt a lot of that where on both sides is like, well, I just wanted to leave and I can't really explain. I mean, I can't explain, but it having people harass you about that information really like uh, it gives me it gives me that anxiety and i feel that same anxiety resonate through may but also on the flip side of it i get insanely jealous over other people going through schooling that went, went better than mine so i think where i am in my life is all of that stuff kind of happened a long time ago but it doesn't mean that it doesn't still hit me hard. I think it probably didn't hit as hard as it did for you because, you know, this is fresh. You know what I mean? That's like, it's mm-hmm. like a fresh, I don't want to say wound, but it's a fresh thought. And like, yeah. it brings that into you so much deeper. But I, um, mm-hmm. I think I could pull so much from experiences that, um, that that's what kind of helped me relate. So I think that's something that I do like about this game quite a bit is, there's almost something for everyone because like i feel like everyone has something you know what i mean yeah everyone's I, got I definitely something and i feel like this game like just hits on a lot of somethings you know yeah i think that it definitely does like with such a wealth of characters so many of which have their own stories because again we talked really about we talked about b we talked about angus a little bit we talked about greg and we talked about may and that's you know those are the four major characters, but there are tons of characters you can choose to talk to every single day, and you get a little bit more from them every single day. And and most of them have, you know, the, something they're going through, right? Whether they're a college dropout who doesn't want to explain why they dropped out, whether they're somebody trying to leave a town they feel is toxic, somebody who's overworked, or a lot of the other residents of the town, you know, be they people who are trying to get out of shitty jobs, people who just lost their job and don't, you know, know where to go and what to do with their life anymore. Homeless, drug addicts. Yeah, homeless, drug addicts, poets who, you know, (laughs) don't, like, aren't seen as poets. Like, there is something in there for for everyone. And I think also the, the major, like, the major characters and the major themes are something that will hit everybody because, 
you know, whether or not you just went through a big move and whether or not you just left or came back home, like, chances are you've gone through either a large move or a significant life change or you've, you know, struggled with a mental illness or or something that this game hits on. Um, so I really, I, I agree that I do think it is going to be um, something that everybody can connect to. But I do think it's also interesting to see kind of where we're both coming from and, and what levels it connects with us on and, and what we would relate to um, off the bat before we talk about everything else. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it's, it's cool. It's cool. Cool. So right. um, I think I'm, aside from the characters, because, like, uh, I think we both, we all obviously know that, like, the characters are what really sells this game and brings it yeah. home. What did you, how did you feel about the other parts of this game? So, like, the the cults and, you know, the the general plot of between, you know, these false gods or real gods or dreams and her trying to find the ghost and all that stuff. You know, what what did you think about what drove the plot to its end? Yeah, so. Did that work for you? Yes and no, I would say, um. That's really such a small part of the game, honestly, because it is only that last few hours where it really starts to kick it into high gear. I thought the, like, ghost hunt sort of thing, when you're like, hey, let's go find this ghost, let's go to the library, let's go to this haunted museum, let's go to this graveyard. Like, those scenes all worked for me because they were a lot of fun, um, Mm -hmm. or they were, like, interesting, and they kind of hinted at something, and you got to, like follow along and wonder what it's going to be and and that was really fun um i will say that it kind of it didn't lose me in terms of i thought it was bad when they started doing the reveal of like the actual cult and this like potential old god you know cthulhu type figure and like the I mean, they all the dream sequences where you started to see like large monsters it didn't lose me because i thought it was bad it just got really really um difficult to read compared to the rest of the game right because the game itself is so grounded in reality these characters are so real dealing with such real problems that it's you know you got kind of used to that you got used to not really having to read too deeply into like the metaphors because the problems that you dealt with were just real and grounded um and so when this part of the game started to become the focus it definitely it took me a while to switch gears and like be willing to accept that i guess for lack of a better term um and then by the end of the game i was just like okay that was cool but maybe like it was one of the few games where i walked away from it going like i don't think i fully got what they were going for and i really had to take a few days to digest it because it was so like what is it you know quote unquote what does it mean you know yeah and i personally i feel like there's not enough there's not enough stuff for me to be able to put my own pieces together to figure out what's really happening. I think there's a lot of games that do this where they'll leave out a bunch of missing pieces that lets your mind and community start to make connections and try and draw a conclusion because it's fun to think about what that missing piece could be. But I think that there's too many missing pieces for me where I don't, think it's fun to fill those in because there's just too many of them you know what i mean like i i just have a hard time putting everything together in a way that feels satisfying i guess okay i think think that's yeah that's interesting i was gonna say like i definitely 
understand where you're coming from, even if I didn't necessarily feel that way. So would you just have preferred there to be another hour or two where they delved into this sort of supernatural stuff? Maybe. I just I just wanted it to be different a little bit. I, I don't really know what the solution for it is. I guess I I guess more time with it or not even more time, maybe just more clear, concise dialogue about it where I feel like I could have had some more some more pieces to kind of connect different plot points within themselves and more so not really plot points but more so connecting the different things so like i feel like all of these subjects are very separate and i think that the goal of the game was to have them be connected and i didn't feel like they were that connected I don't know if that's how you felt or not, but I think some of them were, but I think there was a lot of moments where I didn't feel as connected to what was happening with this, you know, cult or the weird dreams and the characters and their issues. Like, I felt they were too separated for me. Yeah, I, I, I definitely did feel like they were separated, right? I felt like, you know, bees wanting to work less and being jealous of May, like, it's kind of hard to directly relate that to sacrificing somebody to make sure a town continues to grow economically, right? It's not it's yeah. not a one-to-one, so to speak. Um, yeah. But I did feel like there was a through line to some extent of um, kind of being lost, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, you know, you've got these characters that don't know what they want to do with their lives, these characters that um, feel constrained and constricted and they they just don't know what to do. And I think that is kind of mirrored by a lot of this um, supernatural stuff that's going on, right? May's confusion about her life and not, you know, being back home and and everything having changed to some extent while she was away is kind of mirrored by these, you know, larger-than-life figures and running around this spectral world not really knowing what to do. Um, And all of that is mirrored by this, like, cult of you know middle-aged dads that are sacrificing people because they don't know how else to save their town they're completely lost in what to do they're trying to hold on to the only thing they know regardless of what the price is yeah the only thing they know giant sinkholes that they believe are goat gods yeah yeah you know the only (laughs) the only thing you know the only thing they know being like possum springs right they they they're These are the residents of Possum Springs who have lost um, a lot to the changing economic times. And as opposed to trying to adapt with it, they are literally sacrificing people to try and hold on to the life that they used to have. Yeah. Well, I I don't know how how deep into the rabbit hole you want to go with this, but I did read some, like, people's ideas about this. And one of them I was just kind of taken aback to where I'm like, wow, this is a... That's pretty crazy, is mm-hmm. that the cult represents, you know, the, you know, the, actually the demographic is, you know, older, older people, like more middle aged people. Yeah. And the whole represents war and then sacrificing people is like sending people to war for economic reasons. Huh. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about, you know economics of war to really like back that up but i did sit back and think about it for a while and this game does have a lot of economic commentary yeah the the game wears its politics on its sleeve yeah about about, like every metric yeah so i i do wonder if that's really what they were thinking 
that 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 message would send. So I'm not sure though. Yeah, I just kind of wanted I, to throw I, that out there. That's an interesting interpretation. Like it's definitely not something that I had um, necessarily considered. It's I mean it's not something that I necessarily buy into, but I do think it's interesting. And you know, there's a you know a statue of a soldier in town that that may well pass by whenever she goes to you know hang out with one of her friends, and she usually has things to say about it about how bad war is um, and how it's you know fucked up and fuck authority and all of that good stuff that you would expect out of somebody like May. Um, so I think there's maybe some merit to that. I I got definitely more of a general vibe of not like sending people to war, but the cult definitely just struck me as like a um I guess representation of like right wing middle aged baby boomers, like you know, yeah. make America great again, hat wearing people, like yeah, yeah, like that. That is what you got the feeling of from them, which I think was incredibly like you know, on point given the time and politics going on in the real world right now. Um, the, you know, obviously much more prevalent in small towns, things like that. Um, I would be really curious to maybe listen to some interviews, see what their creative intent was initially, regardless of how it was received. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, again, I don't know necessarily how much I agree with that interpretation, but I do think it's a really interesting way to look at things. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, why that's, that's super cool. I read that and I'm like, huh, that's, that's weird. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. So let's, let's move on to a lighter subject. Let's move on. Let's move on, let's move on to something a little less, uh, metaphorical and human sacrificial. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously, you know, we have talked and we'll continue to talk a lot about the characters and the story and things like that, but kind of divorced from all of that, how'd you feel about the actual gameplay, the, the moment to moment of what you were doing when you weren't reading dialogue? I like jumping a lot. <laughs> jumping as may is really fun her animations are very bouncy and i just like her face as she's in the middle of a jump i could literally jump as may for hours wow however okay. however comma uh i think all of the mini games like the um the the like st- there's a mini game where i had to steal something and like make sure someone wasn't watching me mm-hmm. they were whatever i don't really care I know that the the mini games with Greg were were a little bit more fun, but mine were kind of boring. So I give just like the general gameplay a like, whatever. It's interactive. It makes my thumbs move sometimes, where otherwise they would just be pressing A to hit the next dialogue option. It makes me yeah. feel like I'm a little bit more in a game than I previously thought. So it's okay. The one thing that I will say that I really don't like is during the Rock Band minigame is I want to read the lyrics. Don't make Ooh, me yep. fucking stare at the <laughs> buttons because it's hard. It's not easy. It's not they're, easy. They're very hard. And I'm like a person when I play those kind of games, I look at what's coming up. And the songs are, the song lyrics are so fucking good. And it's they're just actually so frustrating. Great. It's so frustrating that I had to watch the buttons when I wanted to look at the lyrics. So yeah. every time I finished a song, I'd be like, all right, time to replay it and absolutely fail it so I can <laughs> just fucking read the lyrics. So uh, See, that's a problem that, for me. That's fair. I didn't actually ever do the thing where I like failed it just to read the lyrics afterwards. So yeah. the first time I actually read almost any of the lyrics was when I was like, hey, I remember that song from the game. That was kind of cool. Let me go look it up and like see if I found a cover of it anywhere um, and found a cover that I think I sent to you after I found it. Um, 
the with just that song, but they added like their own guitar lines and they added vocals and everything like that. And I was yeah. like, holy shit. Wait a minute, these lyrics are real good and also very much like related to the plot in really clever ways. And mm-hmm. it was another one of those moments of like, oh man, I would have liked to know that during the game. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I agree with that. I will say I I really for what it's worth really enjoyed that little rock band mini game. I thought it was pretty fun. I think the button mapping on the Switch doesn't work great, but it they is didn't... still fun. What did they have you use? They mapped it to the four like a uh, X oh, Y well, A B. That's just what it is on like the Xbox controller. Yeah, but the something about the Switch controls like they the buttons aren't colored. So I oh. had a hard time sometimes telling oh. which one I was supposed to be yeah. hitting. Yeah, um, I see. So I see what you mean. Okay. That was a little difficult because I played like the first. That's hour more like the Switch's fault. It's not really. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I-, I played the first hour and a half or so on PC, um, and then put it down like months ago, and then picked it up on Switch later. And when it's mapped to like one, two, three, four on the numpad, it's a whole lot easier. Yeah. So that was um that was a rude awakening. Other than that, though, I. I enjoyed the mini games because they broke up what you normally did, but I do agree. I think most of them were pretty nothing, right? And like, that's okay because what else are they gonna be? You know? Yeah, I. I mean, they kind of they throw you for a loop though, because that rock band mini game I thought was like I played it and I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm into this. And also like this very much sounds like a bunch of like high school kids who still have their band together like this is the type of music that they would make fuck yeah oh yeah um, yeah those songs are great those songs are what's your favorite song phenomenal. probably weird autumn which came out in the weird autumn edition i'm pretty God sure damn you, if not you, then it's dying weird Rose. autumn you weird autumn kids i played it's the such old a good song the old version <laughs> back in my day uh, oh god my favorite was Die Anywhere Else. That's it's good so one. good. The lyrics for that song are literally, I just want to die anywhere else. Like, come, come on, with me, let's, let's die, die anywhere else. Yeah, it's such a, like, good way of, like, how you would express that. I, I don't want to live here. I'm literally okay dying anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it encapsulates it really, really well. I want to say this now. I want to say it early. All right. Let's get out of the way early. This game is just putting lotion in your hand to jerk off your early 20s angst. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. You know, I had this whole thing prepared where I really wanted to say more about that thought process and culture and I just don't. I just don't want to talk about it. So I just wanted to be known that if you are someone who really is funky about that, like self-deprecating humor, and because there's a lot of it in this game, and that that this this twenties angst, uh, you might be turned away a little bit from it because there were a lot of scenes where I didn't feel, I I felt personally cringed by it where i'm like i i hate this so much because sometimes i really like self-deprecation humor but sometimes it just like when i care about someone it's really hard to hear them say shit like that Mm. you know i didn't get to caring about these characters 
So I wonder how much of that was because there was no delivery because it was just text like how much of that would have worked for you if it was delivered by a voice actor in a specific way Uh, maybe i mean i do hate like self-deprecating memes too so that makes sense but i don't mind when someone does it over like voice so yeah i don't know i i think yeah that's fair it's it's a decent thing to point out that sort of stuff does not really put me off as much as it apparently does you so i didn't get that impression so it's kind of neat to see um a different side of that so to speak yeah. Um. Yeah. And the the rest of my answer to that previous question, I agree with you to some extent that I do think the jumping felt good. But also by the end, I was like, I do not want to do any more fucking jumping. I just want oh, really? to talk to these characters. That being said, I think it was a really clever way to do a sort of choose your own adventure type thing where you didn't have to talk to most of these characters, but you had the option to. Um, yeah. Putting them in different areas where you go to visit kind of. A, fleshed out their character and where they would be, and also just gave you an interesting way to be like, all right, I'm going to jump around here, and every now and again you would, like, jump to an area you hadn't been to before and then meet a character that you hadn't before, and that was always really cool. I just, by the end, I was like, man, I just want to, like, click a button and be talking to my mom in the church and then click a different button and be talking to be in the hardware store, the old pickaxe. Um, (laughs) The old pickaxe. Yeah. So that was... You know, the gameplay was serviceable, it worked, it was what it was, but at the end of the day, it's not something that I was, you know, crazy about. There are a couple of way more in-depth, there's like a game you can play within the game that's like an old top-down sort oh, of yeah. dungeon-crawling sort of thing, which I enjoyed for like 20 minutes, and then I was like, okay, I'm I'm pretty much done with this. But I love when games do that, when they're like, hey, this is a full-fledged like Flash game inside of the game that you're already playing. Yeah, it was pretty sweet, so. I like that. I like that quite a bit. So, we talked earlier, lightly, about some, like, you know, some of the economic depression and Mm -hmm. of, you know, the middle class areas, you know, the smaller towns. Um, Yeah. I don't, there's obviously, we really haven't talked much about um, the mental illnesses that are kind of represented throughout this game. Yeah. I think we'll get more into that when we talk about May as a character, but I just kind of wanted to get an overarching opinion about how you feel that they handled a lot of the heavier subject subjects in this game. You know what I mean? Like, like, do you think they, they fumbled in some areas where you feel like they didn't represent this certain demographic of place, people, or, you know, system, I guess? Yeah, I honestly can't think of an instance where I really thought to myself, wow, they kind of didn't do that justice, or wow, they didn't, like, treat that with the respect that it deserved, Um, which I have definitely, even in other games we've played for this podcast that I've been generally very positive on, there were instances where it's like, oh, this character is struggling with a mental illness, and they just, like, basically just had the character say, hey, I'm struggling with a mental illness, yeah don't you feel bad for me now and like that i don't think that is good and this game did a very good job of it did a really good job of showing and not telling right it wasn't like hey this person has depression this person suffering from like disassociative episodes this person like greg doesn't come up to you and he's like i'm bipolar (laughs) no so you know (laughs) he just is and you can just tell and like you know, they hint at it, but they don't say it. And that's, I really appreciate their handling of that, right? And, like, people in the town, you know, you get an idea of, like, the economic depression in the town. 
and like people say things that you'd expect them to say like oh it's going pretty poorly i just lost my job but you also get that when you hear about people that are you know quitting a job that they hate so they can hopefully get a job at like the new supermarket in town and then landing that job and then being back two days later saying oh yeah it's really only part-time they don't need a lot of full-time employees right now and like it just it kind of pervades the whole thing right your parents talk about how they're struggling with money but they don't want you to worry about it you get a very visceral feeling of what it's like to live in that town without having to read a document about what the people in the towns like are going through they just sort of you know talk about their lives in a way that i think generally works yeah because definitely whoever whoever ended up writing this had to have had all like a lot of these experiences or known people with a lot of these experiences because i know that the some of the creators like grew up in a small town near pittsburgh and they like Mm -hmm. they went back to their hometown to take even take pictures and like get inspiration for how to create this world so they were they did a very good job and creating that world and making it feel realistic as well as those characters to um as alex said to show not tell i I really like that that uh that phrase is is you know i'm gonna show you what this character is and let you draw your own conclusion because i believe that you're smart enough to draw the conclusion i'm not gonna fucking hold your hand and tell you that i'm depressed it's like you can figure it out (laughs) yeah you can put you've had conversations like this and you know what the outcome was of those conversations like figure it out and yeah like that they they do a good job with that i think overall top to bottom um and yeah you you had said i i think all three of these uh all three of the creators on this team are listed as writers so i think it was oh, a, okay. a combination of them um which i think is good because it also gives you a lot of perspectives and a lot of issues that they probably dealt with that you might not get with just one single person um oh yeah so power to them for that um I think that's gonna that's gonna cover our overall general topics. Do you have anything else you want to talk about um, at large about the game before we dive into specific questions, scenes, things like that? Nope. All right. I do. I don't actually think we have this written down as a question or it's something <gasps> to talk about. Can't but I do want to say beforehand, um, when you come back into town, there's a lot of you know changes, a lot of things that were closed and reopened. Um, and I do think this game has some of the best names for actual retail locations. I fucking love them. I love that Greg works at the Snack Falcon. I love yeah. that the big grocery store is the Ham Panther. I love that well, you go it's to just Donut thing. Wolf. It's just a thing and then an animal. It's not that creative. Yeah, with- I know it's not like overly creative. I just love the names that they end up getting out of those combinations. Like Snack Falcon sounds like something that should actually exist. And I loved Ham Panther. The closed down Italian restaurant is called Postabilities. Like, okay. They have very good names for everything. Postabilities could literally be sued by, by Olive Garden. That's an Olive Garden <laughs> term is Postability. <laughs> I don't think Olive Garden coined the term of like a pun on the word pasta. I <laughs> don't think know? they could. I don't know that that would hold up in court. You know what? Delete this. Delete this. We don't. We, we don't want to get them in trouble. <laughs> we, we, Olive Garden's gonna pick up on this shit. You know the Olive Garden CEO is a fan of thoughts from Player One. That's true, and they do have an entire team dedicated to combing for people they could sue for <laughs> any reason. That's the only reason Olive Garden's profitable, you know. No one's going there for their fucking shit-ass food. Whoa. I'm I'm taking Olive Garden to task right now. I think Olive Garden is mediocre at best. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a shame. It ain't well, no possibilities. Yeah, 
I mean, it's no possibilities. You know no what I'm fucking delivery from pizza, except if it's from the highway. <laughs> All right, now we're just referencing the game. All right, let's let's, let's okay. stop. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so let's, let's hit up some of these specific questions. Yeah, yeah. Lay one on me, Chief. All right. This, this is one that I think about every time we play a game like this or I watch <laughs> a piece of media like this. Um, specifically, I thought about this a lot with BoJack Horseman as well. Um, this game, like we mentioned at the top, is is completely anthropomorphized. There's no humans in it. It's strictly animals um, that are you know taking on human characteristics. I typically find that I end up connecting very, very well with those characters very easily. And I'm curious if if you've had any experience of that. If you think it's you know something being anthropomorphized, someone being not a human in the typical sense, makes it any easier to connect with them, or do you think the writing? Because I know you said you cared about these characters. Do you think the writing in this game and and maybe shows like BoJack Horseman is just so stellar that it goes beyond that? Here's the thing: is I just don't know. I really okay. don't know because there's literally no control group for me. I don't know if this game it's it's because this game is well written or it's just because I find it easier to like um to sympathize with the uh, with anthropomorphized characters. What I can say is I really like when shows like BoJack Horseman and I think this game make the characters personalities a lot like the animals that they are. So I think that works in a lot of ways, because, like, I mean, bears aren't very, like, I don't know how bears act, but, like, (laughs) I imagine a bear to be, like, if a bear was a person, I'd imagine him to be pretty chill, like, like a domesticated bear would be pretty relaxed, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like even if you domesticated a fox, he'd still be a wild fucker, like, and he'd be doing all this crazy shit. Oh yeah, even though he's That's domesticated, because foxes are just crazy. You know, oh, I feel yeah. like cats prone to a lot of emotional things. They, <laughs> I feel like cats are always in their fucking heads. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it works in that way. But I think if this story was about humans, I just, I just don't know. Like, I think it would still work, but would it work worse? Like, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to tell. But. I will say as an additional thing that I do like when games do that when it's like I find it easier to identify what kind of character this is because I understand the animal that they are. Okay. I I think that's fair, right? It's kind of a hard thing to draw on especially with you, you don't have as much of a sample size um for yeah, there's no control media. Group. Yeah. Um I will say just from my personal opinion um or my personal point of view rather I do tend to find it a little bit easier to connect. Um I think maybe just the layer of abstraction lets me focus more on just what they're saying rather than who they are and it lets me focus more on like the the themes that they're drawing from rather than the the character that they've built i think there are instances where this is done poorly um i will say that you know some games and media use animals to be more like of an allegory to humans and it's like hey this is you know these animals are clearly people of this race and this is why slavery happened like that sucks i hate that yeah yeah i don't Um, like that at all (laughs) that's bad that's bad whenever that happens for the most part but this when it's just like these characters are animals and they're just like a bunch of animals living together and like i think that tends to work really well and i think they did a obviously they did a good job in this game um 
but it's something that I've always thought about. Was like, I is this just? Am I just? Good question. Weird. Do I just have a thing where it's easier for Alex. me to connect with? And no, 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 no. As <laughs> the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm like, Duncan's gonna call me a listen. fucking furry right now. <laughs> this, this, this is stuff. a safe space. This is a safe space, Alex. God, I don't have damn any it. problems with furries. I don't judge. God know, damn just it. Tell me straight. Why? Why? God damn it. Would you be ashamed if you were a furry? I'm not a furry. It's the thing. You do you, man. Okay. No, like, no okay. TSA, no pink lemonade. Just like, I'm okay. not, though. And I realized okay. immediately Why are you as soon so as I said it. Why are you getting so defensive? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, folks, what I've done here is I've, I've put Alex in a trap. <laughs> Either he has to admit that he's a furry or he gets super defensive that he's not. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So I will release you from that trap. But I do want to know before we move on, and I refuse to move on, if you were a furry, what would your (laughs) persona be? I have no idea. All right, you have to pick a Night in the Woods character. Ooh, if I have to pick a Night in the Woods character for me to be, it would definitely be Angus. All right, Angus, dude. I was also also about to pick Angus. Moving forward here, I want to ask you... Is I have I have pretty specific feelings about these. So how did you okay. feel about the dream sequences throughout this game? So uh, the main you know the main couple were the for reminder the smashing one, um, the mm-hmm. the instruments throughout, and uh, the god one as the last kitty god. So the smashing one I thought was kind of interesting when it happened because it was really early on, so I didn't really know what was going on. And also, you know, just kind of, I think the animations for, like, swinging a bat and beating shit up look really good. So I enjoyed it. It didn't, like, do a ton for me, but I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The ones where you're running around turning on the band members, I felt... (laughs) I enjoyed that. turning on the band members was a weird way to phrase that. I'm just all over the place this last Oh, you minutes. play trombone. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, that was one that I thought was fun the first time around. And I really like, you know, when you yes. when you find one, the, the music starts coming in, like, the boom, boom. And it, like, creates this kind of, like, weird symphony every one you, like, activate. And I really liked that. It sounded really cool. But definitely... By, like, the third time, I was like, I do not want to fucking jump through the dark again yes. to find yep. more random people to, like, start playing music. Because it's just the same thing over and over and over again. So, yeah. That yeah, that really started doing what I mean. In retrospect, or not in retrospect, in comparison to that, when you, like, you have a sequence where you just kind of meet this giant cat who talks to you about the world and, and kind of what the world is and... and um, it's just and like what you're not nihilistic. and what you are. Yeah, and like how nothing, and like you ask it if it's a god and it says no, and then you, you know, there's a specific scene towards the end where after talking about how there's like a hole in the universe, which as it turns out, you know, you realize later there's a hole in the ground that talks to everybody's really, you know, kind of ties together. Um, you ask like, well, why me? Why was I chosen for this? What's the point? Where is this all going? And it's just like, you weren't chosen. There's no one to choose you. This isn't going anywhere. Like, everything started a moment ago, and nothing will remember you. And, like, it's kind of, like, even just reading that, I was like, this is heavy, man. Well, (laughs) I mean, I took that that scene as a lot of just, like, May going through her own head about her own feelings. You know what I mean? Like, because I think... You know, like we talked about her, she has a lot of, like, disassociation 
issues and i think that can be like a really i don't know a really easy thing to think when you have those kind of thoughts about yourself or the world you know totally and i think that is what the game is getting at it's kind of hearkening back to that i think they just did such a good job with the dream yeah. sequence that it felt like real like you believed this character saying that the world was pointless um, yeah, at least I, not I only did. did you believe that, but it was believable that I'm like, oh god, this supernatural thing is happening to me, but in actuality, it's probably all just in her head, so you're just kind of believing as she believes too, because I'm sure she believed it. And then as yeah. you kind of progress throughout, you realize that's like, oh, you know, when you have time to digest, you're like, oh, that's probably, that probably wasn't real, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was, you know? Maybe it was the black goat. Maybe. Maybe it was the black goat that made I don't like to exist. think like that. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking black goats in my in my canon. Yep, there you go. There you go. So I felt the exact same way. I just wanted to add uh that like man, just just add like two other platforming mechanics. It's not that hard. You know, like <laughs> I feel like you could have thought of something. I feel like I agree with Alex a lot that after the third one, I was so fucking sick of it. Just just try something different, you know? Yeah, man, where's my ghost hookshot or something? Jeez. Ghost but what I will say is I really loved, I th- I think it's at the, the end of the smashing one. She mentions at college that there was always a statue of someone pointing, like pointing down to like indicate that like that, that her feelings of it were she felt like she was being like, I'm not sure if it was like accused, but she had some pretty negative feelings about it. So in mm-hmm. the uh, in one of her dream sequences, it's kind of a very similar looking statue, and she, you just get to just take it on from all <laughs> sides and just completely ruin it. And I love yeah. the manic, the manic madness of just ruining uh, what you had feelings about, and just being like, "Fuck that! That's over! I don't have to worry about that shit anymore." And it can be like a super powerful but also dangerous way to look at things and think about things. So I really liked that part too. Yeah, I mean the the like meta commentary there was was really good. I liked the smashing one a lot. Um, yeah. So again, it's like you said they just kind of they didn't have anything to say with the other platforming focused ones. It was literally just these guys start playing music and then you go to the center and you get eaten by a big like star demon. And that yeah. was really cool the first time. And then I was like, okay, there's not even dialogue here. <laughs> yeah. And even when you talk to, like, the, you know, the god cat in the last one, May even says, you know, you're the first thing that I thought to see if you could actually talk. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fucking is, isn't it? I wonder uh, if that's so, a little, like, that's a little commentary. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck, we messed this up. But anyways... Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to hit you up with with one of these questions here um, uh, that we have not totally written out in this document over here. Don't worry about it. It's off the top of the dome piece. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the things this game does, um, and and we've kind of talked about this with how you went down Bay uh, B's path. <laughs> I can't. I can't not. Bay. Oh fuck! Oh, you went down yeah. B's path, and I went down Greg's path. Is the game? It uh, gates content based on what you are, you know, who you're interacting with. It gates content based on, you know, what your choices are in a way that, like, even a game like Life is Strange, where it's very heavily choice-based, 
you're going to basically see the same game regardless of your choices. They just kind of right. affect the outcomes. Whereas this one, you just get entirely different scenes based on who you chose to to hang out with, um, which I think is, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. But did you ever feel like, did, did you like that? Did you ever feel anxious that like you're missing parts of the game? Did you feel like you needed to talk to everyone in the town to make sure you got their story? Like how, how did that hit you? Okay. So um, first off with the townsfolk, I didn't feel like I needed to talk to everyone. But I really enjoyed picking and choosing a lot of the times because I think having that completionist mindset of being like, I need to talk to everyone and make sure I don't miss anything is sometimes kind of damaging to your immersion in the story and playing as that yeah. character. Because May isn't a real May wouldn't walk around and like talk to every single person and get every single bit of information. She's, you know, she's kind of got some issues. I don't think, you know, some days she might not want to talk to everybody. So I. I kind of took that with a grain of salt, just being like, all right, I'm just going to walk away from this. I'm just going to spend a little bit of time here. And I think I walked out probably a more happy person because there's a lot of dialogue in this game. So <laughs> A lot of dialogue. A lot of dialogue. Um, so I think that was perfectly fine because I didn't feel like that was required. Whereas hanging out with B or Greg, I, I got mixed feelings about it. Part of me says that, well... You just have to play it again if you want it. And I did kind of play this game twice in a way. So I yeah. played this game a long time ago. Um, pretty much almost when it first came out. And then I dropped it and haven't thought about it in a while. And then Alex brought it up. And so I ended up watching it again instead of playing it. But I do remember a lot of feelings throughout it. But anyways, so I think that the second time through for this game is definitely worth it. So I think the first time I played it, I definitely had those feelings of like, ah, I need to hang out with Greg too, but also I'm all, you know, just hanging out with this character and I want to finish their like quote unquote story and figure out more yeah. about them. But when I started my second watch through of it, I realized how much stuff I missed and how much stuff you couldn't possibly know unless you knew where the game was going. So it makes for a really valuable second playthrough. So I okay. think in hindsight, I don't mind it, but I think um, it definitely uh, first time was a little bit frustrating. What about you? I so I definitely, you know, I, I felt that way. You know, I kind of phrased the question because I felt that way. I yeah, <laughs> I, when I was going through, I was like, OK, got to make sure I talk to every character because I want to get all their stories all the way through all the like little side characters in the town. And, you know, for the most part, I'm very happy I did that. I thought most of them had pretty re boarding payoffs you meet a lot of really interesting characters some of my favorite characters are, are side characters that don't get their own small scenes really um yeah. or they only get like one of them uh i definitely did not like that feeling of there's so much to do when i wake up every day though like i have to go talk to this person then i have to run there then i have to run there that was a little um i mean that's just kind of my own shit right like you should just talk to the people you want to talk to and then move on with the story but yeah. i didn't do that I also looked at the wiki after I beat the game and was like, wow, I didn't even see, like, six of these characters. What the fuck? Yo, did um, you get in Mallard's Tomb? Uh, I don't think so. Fuck. We'll talk about that later. Like, not, okay. not in podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, and, like, you know, I had to check on my rat babies every single day and make sure I was feeding them pretzels. And I, like, that was just the thing where I was like, That's Man. Mallard's Tomb. Oh, that is Mallard's you, you Tomb. You find okay. the giant fucking duck. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's yeah. what the duck's name was. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You find Mallard. A, yeah, it was like 
is this fine like deconstructed float it was called mallard obviously it's a duck um and there's just like a rat living inside of it and you go like feed it a pretzel that you steal and then there's two rats the next day and then there's like four rats the next day and then eventually you stop feeding the pretzels but there's just like rats all over the place and you see them kind of throughout (laughs) town and it's like yo i created a rat infestation (laughs) i really like that yeah also those rats are just normal rats they're not people okay. rats. They're just normal yeah. rats. I forgot to mention that in the anthropomorphization. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are we eating meat if we are also animals? What are animals? What are anthropomorphized? That part doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm glad they didn't even care to explain it. Because if they oh, yeah. did, it would be terrible. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah. And then in terms of, like, gaining the content with you know greg or b or you know to some extent angus i didn't have any scenes with just angus um just angus just angus uh i i liked it i thought it was kind of neat that they um made it so that you couldn't see everything your first playthrough because i think it does add a lot of value and it really i mean it definitely made me kind of feel bad where i was like i really want to see what what b's story is because i think she's really cool but angus waves his arms like a crazy person and has cups on his head so like you mean you mean greg greg yeah Yeah, i said angus my bed and i was like well i I guess i'm just gonna go hang out with him because he's like super fun and also you and him have like a really fun friendship See, that, like, feels real and deep, and you and B feel like people who are reconnecting, and I would just rather have had the fun friendship. See, that's really interesting, because I, I think I think who you choose is what says about your version of May or you as a person, depending on how you kind of roleplay this, if you more picked for you or you more picked for your character. Because I think these two characters are so different and your history with them is different and your attitude with them is so different that do you think that like, depending on who you hang out with kind of reflects you as a person? You know what I mean? Cause like, like you said, I, I just wanted to go with the more established person that I knew I would have more fun with. Whereas I went with a person that I felt like I would have a more connecting time trying to figure out, like, there's something here, but I don't know it yet. And, like, let's work this out and figure out how we can be friends and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, The idea of, like, choosing to explore um, somebody's personality versus choosing to like be comfortable with somebody who you know you get along with that that sort of choice i guess i i hadn't really thought about it until roughly three seconds ago so (laughs) give me like give me a second here to formulate my thoughts i i would i do think it kind of does say something about you right it definitely does say something about what you you know what choices you prefer it does say something about you know what you want i think it also says something about you know your level of 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 comfort and in, in where you're at in life you know i i wanted yeah. something to hold on to i wanted something that felt familiar and comfortable and was like easy because so much of my life was confusing and weird at the time i played this game so i think that maybe affected it but also not a lot of games and I, I i'll talk about this here not a lot of games do friendship well I don't yeah. mean to just like cast a wide net, but I can I can count on one hand the number of games I've played where I actually felt like my character was friends with another character. Like there's a lot of games that do like, oh, look at the, you know, the clever quip between these two characters. Obviously, they're close friends, but you don't you don't feel that relationship at all. You just feel like, hey, this is a fun character to hang out with. 
Night in the Woods does friendship very, very well. I yeah. think I believed like a hundred percent in the idea that Greg and May were close friends and like best friends and had been for a long time. Like they have inside jokes that aren't explained, but you just immediately understand and like can feel like you're a part of that joke. They you know walk into like every crimes. scene talking about like yeah crimes and they just say like crimes, <laughs> crimes, crimes, and like they'll walk into a scene saying like oh well it's too bad you didn't die in this horrific way. Well it's too bad you didn't die in this horrific way. Well yeah. and like they go back and forth and it's just fun and real and you just you feel like you're a part of an actual friendship as opposed to you feel like you're watching, you know, a facade of a friendship. And I really, really, really liked that. And I think I wanted to see a game do that well, maybe more than I wanted to see a game explore an interesting character that I didn't know how I connected with yet. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, most games don't spend seven hours trying to establish that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I kind of <laughs> so, bought it, like, 50 minutes in. I guess you know? that's true. Yeah, I bought you, it the second time you hung out with Greg. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm assuming, based on the way that you frame that, that you do feel like it says something about your person or your character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think it really, yeah, that says something about it. So, um... I think I want to move on here as we're, we're, we're running the clock a little bit. Yeah. The main works. character, May. You know, May. Uh, lost, confused, stuck up. Yeah, a little entitled. Uh, there's a lot of things about May in this game. And I'll say it flat out right away. I felt painful playing her. It was difficult for me uh, just because I think... It's really hard, at least with B's storyline, to watch her say things that, like, you and I would just know is the wrong thing to say. So, mm. I'll bring the example up here. Um, I don't think you probably got this scene. Did you go to the party with B? Uh, I went to... No, to like I, went, I went to the party. party in the woods, but I didn't go to yeah, the Yeah, party, party, okay. So, so, there's a college party. Uh, that's two hours away. So B drives two hours to a different college town, and she pretty much pretends to be a student along with with May uh, there as well. She kind of, like, sends May off as there are these two guys that she's kind of interested in, I think, and uh, May is dancing, and then she realizes, she's like, oh, you know, B, B's kind of wandered off. I'm going to go see what she's up to. And then she walks in on a conversation follow them talking and then she's just like b doesn't have any interest in college snobs you're all fucking like you know you're all a bunch of snobs and b's a working class girl and like and she's just trying to fit in and so she gets really upset and like you know runs away because uh, she also exposes that b drove two hours to get to this college party and like that's yeah. embarrassing because they're like, uh, we all just like walked here. What is, what is, what are you? And, um, so it was really hard for me to have to like go through that dialogue because there were some dialogue choices and well, none of them were, don't say the dumb fucking thing. <laughs> they were all say the dumb fucking thing, which is fine. I get it. That's that character. And I'm not saying this as a negative thing. I'm just saying it as a thing. Like I found it extremely difficult to play as her and um 
while I could sympathize with some of her issues, I definitely was like, fuck, this is hard to to read and to listen to and to, to you know, when you play a game, character in a game, you you you, you try and put yourself in them. And I, I found it very, nope, not going to say it. Nope. Was going to say I find it very hard to put myself in May. Not going to say it, but I just did. <laughs> oh, man, I'm the furry Jesus. <laughs> Alright. How did you feel about that? Were you able to put yourself in May? Man, you really ruined the tension of the like point that you had going there when you almost misspoke. Fuck. Uh yeah, I I think that's a really, really good point. I I, I, I do. I genuinely um I don't think I had as hard of a time as you did because um Partly, I just, I don't think the scenes that I got going down Greg's path were as uncomfortable. You know, the one with him and Angus, you definitely do say some shit that is like, oh my god, just fucking get it. Um, yeah. But to some extent, also, I felt bad for her in those moments because, you know, it, it the way that she is taking it is not like it's uncomfortable because they're having issues based on, like, how Greg acts with me. But it's like, hey, it's uncomfortable because they don't like me. So she's kind of taking it the wrong way and I felt bad for her. Um, but understand where she'd be coming from there. But there are some scenes where I felt that. Um, specifically, uh, you know, you talk to your mom every morning, and the vast majority of the time it's just fun banter, and your mom is super supportive and nice and lovely, and she's, like, low-key one of my favorite characters. And Definitely. Don't have to be low-key about it. Yeah. She's, she's, my, just, she's in my top three. She's just fucking great and so supportive. And the scene where she says, like, do you want to talk about why you dropped out of college? Like, she'll ask that in the scene where it, you know, explodes, and it's like, hey... Like, we should talk about this because you just basically showed up on our door, refused to talk about it, and we spent a lot of money getting you to college, and, like, that's money that we could have used because we're in huge financial trouble. Like, you're not very receptive to that in the moment and basically give it a lot of, like, you don't understand, don't, like, don't talk to me, like, you have no idea, I just don't want to talk about this, um, and that that sucked to read and that sucked to click through and that sucked to make any dialogue choices in there. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely feel a little bit of that. Uh, and like, that was one of my same, toughest scenes. I hated that. Yeah. Same thing when you're talking the, to the I pastor. I don't know if yeah. you went down that all the way, but you know, the pastor talks at, at length at one point about like what a pastor is supposed to do and how some days she doesn't even believe there's a God, but her job is to get up there and like, you know, make sure that other people have a comfortable space and like ask that question and not judge people and may kind of says that she's a shitty pastor and i'm like wow fuck you that's like a great way to look at things and you're just being a brat about it and so like there are definitely moments of that but i think it's it's balanced out by the moments where she's quick to realize that she fucked up and try to make it right even if she doesn't fully understand she does the wrong things and doesn't notice it in time to stop herself but recognizes that she needs to try and atone for them, it feels like. Yeah. Which is helpful. Also, like, you know, the whole I don't want to talk about why I dropped out of college becomes a lot more understandable when it's like, hey, I was going through these disassociative episodes, and I don't think we ever actually mentioned it, but she does, when she explains it to Greg, she talks about how she feels like, you know, um, there was a, a, a an event alluded to the entire game of like how she put a kid in the hospital and every you know there's stories around town of what happened and you know the reality was that she 
kind of lost her connection to reality and everything just sort of became shapes to her like this softball game and she didn't understand what was going on but she just saw these shapes and there was some kid and she just wanted to break it more or less and so she ended up like smashing his face in with the baseball bat a number of times and he went to the hospital and i think she said she went to like a mental institution for a little bit or something um and then that's why you know eventually she went to college she she had to see a therapist and the therapist wanted to have her write a journal gotcha yeah which is the journal that you have in the game um and yeah it, it just sort of dealt with those issues at college until it got to the point where like she couldn't leave her dorm room for the most part and was like unable to do anything and wanted to leave and wanted to call for help but was just unable to make herself do any of that um and that's like you know that's a fair thing to not want to talk about with other people i think so it definitely does sort of come around to the point where it's like okay i feel bad for you and i understand maybe why you're making these bad choices but I do think you were right that, like, it hurts to just click some of those dialogue options and you just sit there being like, no, maybe if I hit, maybe if I hit back, no. <laughs> I wonder maybe if, if I, I turn control it off and turn delete. it back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Delete cookies. That can help. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Although, there are a lot of things I do like about her. Like, if she was real, I feel like I would still be friends with her because, like, I, I don't know. It's It's interesting. There are a lot of things I don't like about her, but there are also a lot of things that I find super endearing about her character. And, like, I love Nightmare Eyes. I think that's, like, a good... She, she like, looks into the mirror and sometimes she has really low self-confidence. But at one point, she just, like, looking at her own eyes, she's like, I got Nightmare Eyes. <laughs> like, there's just a lot of charming things like that that are, like, kind of just, like, goofy, like... Not random, just kind of, like, they're... I don't know what kind of humor it is. But but it's that kind of humor. Yeah, I mean so. she's like you know it, it's like she's clever tons. observational humor. You know she's yeah she's smart about it. I I do I liked May. I enjoyed her as a character. I felt like I I connected with her on some level, and you know as much as she fucked up, she was cool. She was fun. Like yeah, you can see I I could imagine myself being friends with her. But you're right, man. There were some sequences where it's just like no, you said everything wrong, and this <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, that's, that's May. Do you want to talk a little bit about the town before we start to close up here? Um. Possum Springs. I, I, I'm kind of good. If if you have anything uh, to say, I, please speak here. Yeah, I, there's just not really, a, I wanted to mention this kind of observation that I had that the game kind of plays with between May and the town. Um, obviously we talked a lot about how different you know the the different themes it deals with of growth and, and depression and like economic depression and, and people losing their jobs capitalism yada 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 it, deal, it deals with a lot of really big themes but the thing that i didn't kind of realize until i was thinking about it lately um was they they do an interesting turn between what you like quote unquote expect out of life and what this game does where may is this character who you know is you know ostensibly really smart and has a supportive family and she like goes off to college and leaves her small hometown and then comes back you know obviously between a year and you know year and a half later something like that and reconnects with her old friends and in a a game about growth right like in if you hear that story told to you by like the generic storytelling zeitgeist of people who say what's supposed to happen at college and what's supposed to happen when you leave like may comes back a different person brings her ideals and her new ideas to 
possum springs and everybody goes oh wow that's crazy like you're right and they, they all kind of like grow and it, it's a good time but like that's super not what happens may comes back after having left the town that everyone's trying to get out of and she's the one that seems like she hasn't changed whereas everybody else who stayed there grew up like the town forced huh. them to grow up and i think that's a really interesting twist on this sort of narrative wow. that we are kind of fed for our entire lives about how the only way you can grow is by like leaving and going down this this path that everybody expects you to go down when in reality may comes back and she's essentially the child of the friend group holy shit right that was really smart <laughs> Did you think of that I, on your own? I thought of that on my. I thought of that fucking wow. today before we recorded when I was at work. Damn. I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> Damn. Um. Sweet point. Yeah. I just think it was oh, really interesting. Good. Yeah, that is really interesting. I don't even have anything to say. That's just really cool. <laughs> wow. Good job. Good point. Yeah. I really yeah, like no that. Problem. That's no a, problem. that gives me a new perspective on it. We're sure. good. We'll uh, yep. roll that run around the old noggin and see how we come out of that on the other side in a day or two. See how I spit it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 close out with a little 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 light light mini game per se. Yeah, something uh, something a little more lighthearted. Give me give me your top characters. Let's do top. What do you want to do? Top three or five? I think we can do five because there's a pretty extensive cast of characters. All right. Let's uh let's each give. You want to start from number one. I think it's I don't know that I if have... I start from number one. Yeah, I don't know that I have them like in an ordered list. So right. I'm gonna play fast right. and yeah, loose yeah. with the numbers. Yeah, let's just let's just do top five characters in any order. Alright. You go okay. first. Well we'll take okay. turns here. <sighs> number five. Uh, not like in order, but just number five. <laughs> <laughs> you um, <suck> at this. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, no, I'm I, sick I of think... this too. I think number five, or one of the top five, is honestly yeah. probably Selmers, who's, like, the poet that I had mentioned. Uh, I honestly yeah. don't know what type of animal he is, but he just, like, he's every like day you walk by, or, something yeah. like that, and you're just like, hey, Selmers, how's it going? And he's just, like, sitting on his porch, just like, hey, you want to hear a poem? And then he just, like, gives you a poem, and they kind of jump back and forth between, like kind of relating to his life in a really serious way and then just being like a fun rhyming thing and then you also run into him at like a poetry slam and he delivers this huge long poem that's like tearing down the idea of like society and like capitalism and the establishment and it's just like all right fucking rock on man you got this shit you're great like i love selmers he was so much like reading hearing his yeah. poems every day was like such a perfect way to start that game loop over yeah, no, I I like some summers met uh, went into my list too. Um, Hell yeah! So so that's what's one for me. Also, um, you know, this probably isn't on your list, but I I really like the janitor. He so for those of you who didn't play, he's kind of this character that pops at at two pretty weird points during the story. Uh, in the very beginning, he kind of talks about a door and how it needs a fixin'. And mm -hmm. there's, I feel like there's something there, but I can't put my finger on it of like, he's kind of like allegorical or metaphorical for like where May is in her life and stuff like that. But anyways, so uh, he just appears at such weird times. And there's a scene where, you know, you initially almost die in the mine shaft. And I don't know, you know what? I'm blowing this. I really can't describe <laughs> it. 
But he's one of my favorites just because whenever he comes up, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. What the fuck is he? Yeah. What is he? You know what I mean? So it's that excitement. So He's like a supernatural character within of himself. He just like shows up and knows but shit. But he's also he just like know. a regular dude. Yeah. He won't let you out the door at the beginning of the game until you go get him a soda. He's like, all right, man. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I would say for, for a second one on my list, um, definitely Lori, who I don't know if she was – I don't know if any of the characters on my list were added and the Weird Autumn Edition, but Lori is a mouse that's sitting on top of a roof. Um, and you talk to her and, and she's like, I think she's supposed to be 15 or 16 or maybe 17. Uh, and she's like, Jill's usually likes horror movies a lot. Will, uh, kind of talks to you, says how she likes to sometimes go, um, and like, if she's feeling really alone or overwhelmed, she'll go like, think about sleeping in the woods or like in between railroad tracks. And like, that becomes kind of a... Uh, like just a thing that you do when you talk to her later on is she's like hey you want to go chill by the railroad tracks and you just go like lay in between two trains and like move out of the way as they get close to you and then just kind of like talk about life and she is one of the few characters in the game that seems like she looks up to you and i think that's such a refreshing change from all of the other characters yeah that it's just kind of like it's a fun interaction to have and also she like Early on in the game, there's a big mural that gets vandalized, and it's kind of like a running, almost joke, but not really storyline of, like, who vandalized the mural? And then towards the end of the game, you just mention, like, oh, yeah, and also somebody did this, and Lori's just like, oh, yeah, that was me. I just thought it would be kind of cool to, like, you know, ruin something that's old, and you're just like, yo, that's not cool. Don't do that. I mean, like, <laughs> I really like that idea. I agree with you, but not that. That's sacred. And it's just like... It became one of my favorite interactions to have over the course of the game. Yeah. Um, I didn't get her, so I don't have anything to say. Angus. For me, Angus. I really Angus. like Angus. He, uh, I love visiting him in the rental store, because your interactions with him are so few and far between that they're always mm -hmm. like really nice, and it's he's so positive, but also responsible. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. In a way that's like, he wants you to have a good time, but also, you know, you better, uh, he doesn't want you to fuck up in life. And I really like that. And uh, I know you didn't get any Angus scenes, but there's one where you're, you know, walking through State Park, kind of trying to look around and find those ghosts. And uh, you have this moment with him where you look at, at the stars and you're having a conversation about constellations and she's like, don't you, didn't you know all these at one point? And she's like, he's like, nah, I don't know them anymore. So they start <laughs> to just point at them and make ones up for them. And I really liked all of his fake constellations. They were just all really interesting and like, he's just a funny, cool dude. And I'd love to hang out with him. Greg's That's really lucky. Greg's a very lucky man. <laughs> 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 Angus and Greg make such a perfect like combination. Like he's such a foil to Greg, and I love it. And I love how yeah. you know generally responsible it is, which makes the scene where he gets like angry and kind of snaps, and they fight like so much harder to watch. Um, oh yeah, and and when they're when they're all like fucking like they're all really worried about May, he's just like I I'm gonna make brownies. Hey, and I'm gonna make lasagna and like he doesn't know how to handle his his issues so he yep. just cooks a bunch of food i relate to that 
when I when I am in one of those situations, I cook a bunch of food too. So I really related to that. Yeah, I think that's totally understandable, and I think he is generally a really good character. So I respect that pick. Solid pick. Solid pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say with three left, because I think I did two, right? Yeah, I did two. two. No, we we each did three. We each did three. You two left. I did yeah. Somers and Lori. Oh I yeah, did two. Okay, you stole you're right. One of you're mine. right. Okay, yeah. Right. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Um, so I would say with three left, it's really hard to choose. Definitely one of them is the mom because she is, as I mentioned, just she's so Same. supportive. She's so nice, and you guys, you have such a fun relationship where you just like talk about crazy shit that happened in the news and then poke fun at it, and she's just. She's so good to you. It feels so homey and comfortable when you talk to her, which is like a fun contrast to her dad, who's very like disconnected and tired from working all the time. So that his conversations usually become like, hey, sit on the TV and watch this show with me. Or, sit on the couch and watch the show with me, rather. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I think the mom is just all around. She's just a fun and comforting character to be around. And I think they did a really good job with her. I love how she's always, like, reading, and then you just kind of sit on the kitchen sink. It's a very, yep. like, just, or kitchen countertop. It's a very, like, just human thing to do, you know? Yeah. Very, uh, very good. I like, I, good. Mom's one of my favorite characters, too, so. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Germ, probably one of my favorite characters, <laughs> for unexplained reasons. Uh, he just... He's just kind of weird, and he, like, I just like him because they do, like, your weird friend that you're not really friends with, but shows up sometimes, and, like, you don't really understand his home life, or what he's about, or, like, but he's there, you know? He's there sometimes, and he's there to stay. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. I, I like Germ. He definitely did not make it onto my list, because he talks to him, like, barely ever. Um, yeah, but no no piece of media has ever nailed that friend for me personally. All right, that's so. fair. You, and I had you're a very of much those. Uh, you, your list consists of a lot of people that you'd barely talk to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like Angus hey, is the one in the friend group that you don't talk to that much, and the janitor well, shows up twice in the whole game. And Germ, <laughs> he, you know, you talk to him like three times, and I just like him because he's not around much. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, I I got two left, so I'm gonna say definitely Greg makes it on the list because I just I love I love Greg. He's so much fun to be around. He, like I said, he just I believe the friendship between you and him. Yeah. So much, and also I really like the animation where he just wiggles his arms like a crazy person when he's excited, and I like that he has cups on his ears that one time, and I like that his mini game is just like, I work here, I'll take a bunch of the freaking fluorescent light bulbs from the back and throw them to you for you to smash because crimes, and he's just like, yeah. he's got your back no matter what, and I love that about him. I also like that he seems to be working at his job alone, and there are a lot of points where he's just like, Okay, let's go right now. And <laughs> yeah. clearly there's no one else to work the shop. I don't yep. understand how he keeps his job. It's bizarre. I don't know. I think um, <laughs> B even mentioned something. He's like, I have no idea how he keeps that job. He's constantly stealing and breaking things and leaving early. And <laughs> there's even a point where yeah. you're like, hey, what time does this shop close? And he just says, right now, let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. cool. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna say my numero uno goes to goes to B just because uh, I relate with her a lot. I feel like I grew up kind of early like she did, and uh, you know I worked a lot when I was younger, and you know I envy like I talked about earlier the whole like you know good college envy and shit like that. So uh, yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites just because I really relate to her, and um, I think I really like her onk. I like her onk necklace. Because I really like Egyptian things. It's a little thing. <laughs> it's a little All tidbit. Right. Fair enough. Um, that's legit. I, I think I only did four. I have a really hard time discerning who my fifth would be. Because it like in contention for that would be literally every one of the other main characters. May, yeah, Angus, that's kind of how I felt. B. I just picked yeah. one. I would say um, they're all great. I think the character that I, I really liked way, way more than I expected to, which is kind of the combination of characters, was Pastor Karen and Bruce the Drifter. Because yeah. you just, like, the game portrays religion a couple of different ways, which is something that we didn't touch on because we talked a lot already about a lot of stuff and we don't have enough time. Um, but I really, like, Pastor Karen just seems like a very good person, and she has a very, like, down-to-earth view of religion and the entire like her story arc revolves around Bruce, this this homeless drifter coming into town and like setting up shop around the church and her trying to like convince the town that they have empty space, they should set up a homeless shelter and the townspeople being like, Well, we gotta worry about this and this and her saying, like, this isn't like we don't. This is our responsibility. Um and I just love her as a character. And that kinda culminates with Bruce leaving town saying he's gonna go like hop on a train and go to see his kids because he's got kids there and uh, he really misses them and he should have done it a long time ago, which I I don't actually know if I believe. I don't know if I believe that he's doing that at all, but... No, probably not. He's probably like, there's nothing here for me. Yeah, it's probably like, I'm causing more trouble than I'm worth. I'm going to leave. And I just... That storyline was something I did not expect to get so invested in, and that type of character is a character that I just rarely connect with in a game. So although she probably wasn't, you know, at the end of the day, she probably wouldn't have been one of my, like, top five characters, so to speak. I think she is standout. Like, that combination is standout for how well they kind of play with that trope. Yeah. Um, but that's to say nothing of like May and 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 B and A. Yeah, I, I, I mean, a lot. Come on, let's be real. The main four is is just true love. Yeah, yeah. that's obvious. Not Did true you have Mister? I liked him, Mister Chazikov, in your playthrough. Is that weird, Autumn? He's the uh, the guy on top of the the roof that you watch constellations with, and he tells you stories. Yeah. About him. Yeah, okay, yeah, he him. was like him as a character was fun, but those scenes I liked a lot too. Yeah, they were kind of cool. I like I like the 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 past the prior student banter. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so I think well, unless you have anything else, that's gonna wrap no, up our episode let's, on Night let's in the kick Woods. This out. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, a, I think I think the right time. I don't know. Timestamps all messed up, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, so that'll do it. I'm happy that we uh we're back into the the swing of things. Hopefully, we're gonna be able to continue on with a little bit more consistency now that I actually have a place to live and a job and things like that. Um, hopefully, we don't have to have any more horrible meme filled episodes. I'm so sorry, everybody. Again, I just really <laughs> want to apologize for that. You loved it. You loved that edit. You loved that edit. Uh, Put that edit um, in right now. 
be con- Absolutely not. No such thing will happen. Thank you. Um, yeah, check us out uh, on social media, though. We've got a Facebook, facebook.com slash thoughts from player one. You know, search us on Facebook, thoughts from player one. Um, Twitter, we are at thoughts from P1. And you can also email us at thoughts from player one at gmail.com. That's our email address, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it all. I also wanted to throw a shout out. Um, the opening and closing music, assuming I did the edits right, should be by an artist named Mando Pony. That's M-A-N-D-O-P-O-N-Y off of his EP Ghosts, which is an entirely Night <gasps> in the Woods inspired album. Um, oh. Yeah. I listened also... to that song and didn't know that's the song that you were putting in here. <laughs> I don't know if that it'll be that song, but it'll be off of that album, which is like a six-song yeah. album. Um, okay. But yeah, we'll and do that's, that song. Um, I like that one. Yeah, I do too. Everything on that album's good. It's all Night in the Woods inspired. They do that. The really good thing that I like of fan music, where they take inspiration from the game, but they don't just like describe something that happened in it. Like they're yeah. songs that could stand on their own if you sent them to somebody else, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Um, they're not so. just like May is a cat and she's having her <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Gotta find those ghosts in the woods and the weird cultists. <laughs> they are they are not like that at all. Um, no. So I really like that, except for Dad Cult. Dad Cult kind of is like that, but I still like it nonetheless. Um, so yeah, that's Mando Pony again. Check it out, Spotify, on I believe YouTube, and I'm fairly confident everything's on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Mando Pony. So. <laughs> All on the so names today, just pronouncing them oddly. <laughs> so, next thing that you should be seeing, we should be getting hitting up that pumpkin hill uh, <laughs> with the oh Sonic Adventure Battle 2 episode. God. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> get ready. Get ready for that because we're, we're playing Sonic Adventure Battle 2. We haven't given up on it. I know there's very, very few and far between fans of this series, but you know, we're committed. We're yeah. committed. Maybe we're it'll do it. maybe it'll boom someday. But it'll uh, catch up. It'll catch on as soon as everybody realizes this. how funny it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so go ahead and uh, go ahead and go ahead and see that in a couple weeks. Yep. <laughs> well, a couple of weeks. It should be sooner than a couple of weeks. You're right. You're right. I gotta. I gotta get a fucking like six pack. Two days to turn around, man. Like, <laughs> I got a six pack for that shit. Oh, there you go. There you go. We're uh, we're really excited to get back into that one. I don't know what the next episode proper will be. We've got a lot of things in the pipe, actually. Got um, some plans. We got some plans. We got a lot of interesting things we want to do. Um, if you have something you would like us to do, or you have something that you want us to talk about, or you listened to this episode and said, "Hey, you guys didn't talk about X Y Z, and I think it's important," or "Here's my theory," or "Here's what I thought," um, feel free to shoot us an email. We'll we have read all the emails we've gotten, responded to them all. Um, I, I, wow. I wanted to drop, I wanted to drop wow, that one in there. That's bragging. Humble brag. Couple. Couple of them. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's really interesting to kind of hear thoughts about that and kind of hear yeah. what other people thought and also the type of no, I love that people it. are interested in us playing. So Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, send again. I don't care. Let's, yeah. have a, let's have a quick chit-chat about a game. You know? Let's do it. Let's start a dialogue. Give me up on AIM, you know? Hey, hey, you know what we should play? Speaking of AIM. We should play AIM? We should play AOL Instant Messenger? Or we should play Emily is Away 2? Emily is Away 2! We should play that game. We might do that. We might do that. We'll let you know. Maybe. 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 All right. Duncan.
those kisses goodbye. All right. You want to hit us with something that's not just a bunch of bad kissing noises that probably just clipped on every side? <laughs> Definitely clipped. It was 100% clipping. Oh, no. That's all the beef in the pot, boys. It's all the beef in the pot. Yeah. See ya, beef boys. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.